are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, Experiential ETC was launched in 2017. They hit a million dollars of revenue over the past 12 months after raising $150,000 pre-seed round in 2020 at a 2.5 post-money valuation. They just closed a couple months ago, a new $200,000 of funding at a $6 million post-money valuation. It's open to grow from a million bucks in revenue to 3.5 million over the next 12 months. Historically, his revenue has been split 50% SaaS, 50% one-time activations, launching a new product called Xbot, which will help brands like H&M retailers understand heat maps in their store, launch real-time promotions, and generate ROI. He's making a big bet that he can sell 3 million bucks worth of that over the next 12 months. Hey, folks, my guest today is Karan Bardwash. He is the founder of a company called experientialetc.com, an ad tech experiential agency using technology for brand communication. Karan, you ready to take us to the top? Yep. All right. Give me, an, give me an example of a customer that's using you guys today. Today. All right. So uh, we're just doing something for KPMG, uh, the, one of the big fours, and we've created an innovation center for them. Uh, this this kind of entails right everything from facial recognition to RFID scanning to virtual reality games to a huge tabletop which shows all the stories about where all KPMG has touched different lives in different sectors. We are creating something in the augmented reality space as well. So that's as far as your uh, KPMG is concerned. But yes, uh, all in all, Experiential etc. is known for creating uh, such tech-based activations for B2B clients. Uh, it could be permanent installations, it could be rental activations, but mostly we are used for brand launches as well. So just to be clear, is this a software you're selling or is, are you doing custom agency work for every client? So it is it is a software as well as the hardware. So we are mostly a hybrid agency. We recommend the uh, user journey. We understand the communication of the brand, what they are wanting to launch, uh, what they want to achieve and design the entire software. And then we can recommend the right kind of hardware that should go along. It could be uh, mixed reality headsets. It could be virtual reality headset. It could just be a mobile phone using augmented reality. It could be an interactive projection. It could be immersive. Are you manufacturing your own hardware devices no, or are you working no. with vendors? No, we're working with vendors, but we manufacture our own software. So we are a software first agency moving towards uh, from a semi-SaaS to a completely SaaS-driven business. And so right now, like the last 12 months, if you split revenue on a percent basis, how much how much was SaaS versus not SaaS? Uh, well, the last 12 months, I would say it's kind of 50-50, but uh, in the last quarter, it's kind of 70% towards SaaS base and 30% towards non-SaaS. Okay. So what's the average customer paying you per month just for your, your SaaS offering? Uh, would be anywhere about uh, fifteen dollars to $20,000. Per month or per year? Uh, no, for per campaign. So it, it could not be a recurring campaign, right? Even if it's a SaaS-driven thing, it could be probably once and then the next month, it would not be uh, executed and it would be a month after that. But per customer, about twenty, twenty-five, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. Well, Sakran, so then it's not recurring revenue, right? So it's it's one-time campaigns that you launch using software, but that doesn't give you any predictability into future revenue streams, correct? Uh, well, the revenue streams are projected in such a way that all the uh, softwares that we have deployed, they kind of have a longevity of about a year's time. Uh, the client is tied with us with respect to annual maintenance contracts. 
with fixing the bugs, with ensuring that the software is up there. Well, why don't you and, charge? And for, I guess I don't understand. Why don't you charge for that? I mean, if you're the- We charge you, for that. We charge a small subscription fee. So it's normally so what's the, so what's the subscription? That's what I asked. What's the subscription fee they're paying you monthly? So that would be about eight to $10,000. Okay. And, and that's after a $20,000 setup fee? Absolutely. Okay, got it. So $8,000 a month, and that's making up 50% of your revenue uh, over the last 12 months. And then the other 50% of your revenue is coming from $20,000 setup fees, the custom work and the launch. Correct, correct. And this is just a SaaS business. I just just said the split between your revenue is 50% SaaS and 50% agency. And your response was, "That's wait, no, that's just the SaaS business. I'm confused. Okay, well, I'll repeat myself. So let's say the overall business right now in the last 12 months has been more than a million dollars. And out of the entire million dollars, about 400,000 has been completely SaaS or semi-SaaS business, right? Now, out of that 400, 400, 450,000, each and every client is paying me about 20 or 1,000 uh, on a monthly basis. And then I'm charging them about eight to 10,000 on a recurring basis. Well, no, they're not charging you. They're not paying you 20,000 a month. You just told me they're not paying you 20,000 a month. You said they pay it one time and then that lasts for one campaign. That is while I'm setting the entire software up. Right in the beginning, but then on a yeah. monthly basis, I charge them eight to ten thousand. Yeah, so it's not twenty thousand a month. I just want to make that clear. You keep saying they're paying twenty thousand a month. They're not paying twenty thousand a month. They're paying you twenty thousand to set it up, and they're paying you eight to ten thousand per month after. Absolutely correct. Absolutely, absolutely correct. Yeah. Okay, so when you say four, you have a million in revenue in the past twelve months, four hundred fifty k SaaS, what's the rest? Uh, well, the rest would be activations like projection mapping, uh, drone shows, uh, immersive rooms. Uh, innovation centers, experience zones, brand launches, and stuff like that. So one-time campaign sort of stuff. That's one-time campaigns. Absolutely correct. And is that number accurate? You did about 1 million in revenue last year? Uh, yeah. In the last 12 months, more than a million. And what will you do this year, you think? Uh, 2024, we are poised to do about 3.5 to $4 million. And, and what's going to drive that growth from where you are today? So uh, to fuel our, I mean, the activation business and the clientele that we have got and the team size that we have got is anyway uh, uh, growing. But then majority of this is going to come from a product called XBot. So what we are doing is we are launching a, a, a bot, which is going to be placed in source. And this is where the entire SaaS-based pivot is going to come through. Uh, this bot basically is good. So let's say Zara is already my client. H&M is already my client. Uh, and I've been servicing them for one-time campaigns for all these years. Uh, whether it's for facial recognition or social media campaigns and so on and so forth. Now I'm consolidating everything in one uh, product, which is called the XBot. And this piece of hardware is going to be kept in the physical store. So when I walk into the physical store, it's going to identify me because it's going to link my uh, uh, social media accounts. It's going to tell me what I bought the last time. And if I can pair the same thing with something which is kept in aisle number six and shelf number seven, it's also going to tell me which are the best marketing offers that are running and essentially understand my emotions and also do a little bit of gender recognition. Now, from the store manager's point of view, it is also doing the heat mapping. It's also telling the store manager which products are doing well, which is a cold space, which is a hot space, what are the kind of offers that are running and which are the ones that you know customers are latching on to more, which are the social media campaigns, what is the target market. So this export is basically going to be the consolidation of all these products that we have done all over the years. And you know it's, it's going to be more of a recurring revenue. How much will it cost you to create one Xbox, the piece of hardware or Xbox? So, sorry. So, yeah. So, uh, the piece of hardware is going to cost anywhere about uh, $75,000 to $80,000 because most of the research on it has been done over a period of the last three so just, years. Just to be clear, you'll spend $80,000 producing the hardware and then you'll upsell it to the customer? Yes, absolutely. What gives you the and confidence that you can produce hardware? Do you come from a manufacturing background? No. So, what happens is when we are doing facial recognition, 
when we are doing uh, gender recognition, when we are doing heat mapping, all this hardware that we have procured over the years, we have essentially deployed the software in the hardware that has given us enough understanding of how the hardware works. Now, what we are going to do is we have kind of procured all the hardware, whether it's the biometric lenses or the RFID scanner scanners or the eye tracking mechanism, we have procured all this hardware. We're going to assemble this, create a bot, create a software and deploy the software. The clients are already ready with us. We just have to place the hardware and charge them on a subscription basis. My question was, it sounds like right now you're using other people's hardware. You now want yeah. to build your own hardware called the XBot. How yeah. do you have confidence you're going to be able to go build a manufacturing plant to make $90,000? No, I'm not really manufacturing the hardware. I'm sorry if I came across like that. The hardware will still be sourced. It's the assembly of these different pieces of hardware. So I'll have a robot where I have a biometric scanner, where I have an RFID scanner. Everything will be in that bot, right? So I'm not manufacturing anything. I don't so want when to you say it's $80,000 to create, what did you mean when you said that? To assemble the entire thing put together and uh, give it a nice canvas so that it's also appealing because I'm from a communication and a branding uh, 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 you know, uh, company. So my intention is that it should be good to look at and it should be interactive as well. So which is what is going to take uh, about $80,000? Name a, name a company that you think will pay for this. Uh, anybody in retail. So let's say Jack and Jones, uh, uh, H&M, Being Human, Aditya Birla. And H &M, uh, so let's use H&M. My audience obviously knows H&M, yeah. right? H&M, yeah. clothing store. What do they use right now to get this stuff done? They're not using anything. They have an inventory management system that the store uses, uh, uses to uh, calculate as to how the inventory is doing. They have an ERP management system, which is calculating the billing. They have a staff management system. All these things are separate, right? And they are separate for certain reasons. But they have nothing to do, uh, uh, nothing to execute the promotional bit of it uh, from an angle that it should be an ROI-centric thing. So because we've been doing individual promotions for them, nobody's been able to understand the value of something like this, which is kept inside the store and which interacts with uh, why would H&M take a bet on you though? Why why do you, why would H&M believe that you could install this big Xbot thing in their store and combine all these things when in the past all you've done is promote one-time promotions for H&M? But when I did that one-time promotion for H&M, uh, hypothetically, I have already done gender recognition for them. I have already done facial recognition for them. So they know that I can do facial recognition, gender recognition, I can do social media campaigns. Now all I'm doing is consolidating everything. I might have sold them each of these experiences for, let's say, $30,000 each. But now I'm giving them something upfront, and don't quote me on the amount, let's say upfront on $50,000 uh, on one-time payment, and then take a recurring payment of $20,000 per month and sign them up for the oh, next Well, now months. it's getting cheaper. You started by saying it was eighty dollars to $90,000. Now it's $50,000. So. $90,000 is something that I will invest in this business to create the export. And I said, you know, when I'm, when I'm selling that to them on a one-time cost, right? Because my hardware cost that I'm deploying is one time because all the research and everything. Over I understand is hardware is one time. My original yeah. question to you is what will you charge customers? And your response was 80 to 90,000. So just to be clear, what you're saying is no, that's what you're going to invest as a company to build the system. And then you're going to charge customers 50 K 50 K. Yeah. Nothing more than that. Um, got it. Okay. Interesting. And tell me more, put this all on a timeline for me. When did you write the first line of code for experiential? Oh, uh, well, uh, I think about a couple of years back is when we started reverting towards digital campaigns. So that's when we started going digital. But what year did you launch the company? Uh, 2017, late 2017. And, and just yourself or do you have co-founders? I have a co-founder. I have a CTO as well. Okay. So two co-founders. Were you guys nice to each other? You split it 50-50 at the start? No. So uh, my co-founder uh, uh, and me are uh, co-founders and the CTO has joined us later on. Well, but all of us have equity in the system. 
Yeah, but I want to know how you decided who has what. Do you have the most? Uh, yeah, I have the most. And then what? Then your co-founder and then the CTO? Correct. That's absolutely correct. Okay. And have you bootstrapped so far or raised capital? We've just raised capital, Nathan, about uh, a year and a half back. We were also the first contestant on the Indian version of Shark Tank. And, Very cool. Uh, uh, we did, so how much we did, did you raise? raise no, we didn't raise from there because we had already done our seed round just before that. So How much did you raise in the seed round? Uh, we raised about uh, 150000 in the seed round. And what year was that? And that was 2020. Okay. And after that, we raised another hundred and no, another two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. And what year? Uh, this year. In twenty twenty three. Yeah, that was at a obviously at a raised valuation, and now the third round, that is the bridge round, that we have already got our commitments for. It's at a higher valuation, and we're raising about a uh, million dollars for that. When you raised in your pre seed back in 2020, 150 k, what valuation was that at? That was at uh, about uh, two and a half million. Okay, and the value and the and the raise that you just closed the two hundred thousand that was at a higher valuation. That was at a higher valuation. That was at about six million dollars. Interesting. And the round you're raising right now, what are you targeting? Uh, right now, we are looking at uh, uh, eighteen million dollars, and uh, uh, we are raising about a million. How do you justify an eighty million valuation with a company that just did a million dollars? It's an ADX multiple in a time when most people believe we're going into a recession. Okay, so uh, firstly, it's the digital pivot towards export because as a founder, as a business and the kind of clientele that we have, most of the investors are interested in us. But they've always come back to us and said that you don't have anything recurring. And to be honest, I took that as a feedback. I don't want to stop my activation business, but at the same time, build the export. Now, once the the belief that they have in export is once the export is created and I already have the clients, it will be easy for me to start getting recurring revenue. Secondly, I have uh, 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 the forecasted revenue for the next year is about, like I said, about $3 million. So at a $3 million forecast, raising 18 million, at an 18 million valuation is about six times of sale, uh, top line. Oh, yeah. Forward so look, forward look. I mean, you're, there are two massive assumptions there. You can actually launch a new product and pivot. You can sell $3 million over the next 12 months. And then, oh, by the way, you want credit for that future you know, success today in terms of an $80 million, $60 million valuation. Um, do you have someone that's already said, yeah, we'll put up 500 k of the million dollar round. Here's a term sheet, a real term that's sheet? Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have so a I, Word doc in your inbox from a real venture capitalist that says, we will buy the business at sixty or at $80 million and we will put up the first 500 k Okay, so I'll tell you how that worked as of now. We have done uh, with a few set of VCs who are already with us. We have done a milestone-based arrangement. Every time I hit a certain milestone in terms of top line, that is when I start getting the franchise, and I have the contracts in place for that. How do you measure top line, though? I mean, if you do twenty thousand one time this month, does that count as ongoing top line, or that's just one time? How do you how do you know what top line even is? So uh, it's a pivot. Like even they are interested in recurring revenue. So every month or every time I hit a top line, it could be probably in 60 days, it could also be in 45 days, they will do an analysis of how much has come through a, a recurring revenue and how much has come through a one-time activation, and then calculate the top, top line on the basis of trailing 12 months. So in the last 12 months, and then so on and so forth. So every time I hit a new top milestone, I will get a certain branch in. My I account. see. And how many customers do you have paying today the recurring fee, the $8,000 a month? About six. Six, six or so. Seven. Okay, very cool. Well, great story here, uh, Karan. We're certainly rooting for you. In the meantime, though, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite book? What's my favorite book? Um, I don't know which one I read last, so I don't want to mention that. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Of course. I like Jack Ma. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building experiential? Uh, we've been working on 
many tools. Uh, are you talking about marketing or just about anything? Any tool. Microsoft Teams, Zoho, uh, Keka. Number HR four. Tools. How many hours mm-hmm. of sleep do you get every night? Good eight and a half hours. That's good. And situation, married, single kids? I am married. I have a kid, yeah. Very cool. And how old are you? I am 42. 42. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. No, I think I'm good. I think I think it takes a certain process to evolve from a person. I wouldn't want to know more than I knew in 20s. Guys, Experiential ETC was launched in 2017. They hit a million dollars of revenue over the past 12 months after raising $150,000 pre-seed round in 2020 at a 2.5 post-money valuation. They just closed a couple months ago, new $200,000 of funding at a $6 million post-money valuation. It's open to grow from a million bucks in revenue to $3.5 million over the next 12 months. Historically, his revenue has been split 50% SaaS, 50% one-time activations, launching a new product Xbot, which will help brands like H&M retailers understand heat maps in their store, launch real-time promotions, and generate ROI. He's making a big bet that he can sell 3 million bucks worth of that over the next 12 